Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to The Porch. I am Sean the Merriman. And for those of you who have listened to my first and, I mean, very first podcast ever, um, I mentioned three aspects of basically quality living. Those aspects were relationships, health, and finances. Now, I had mentioned them in um, brief uh, as a part of the introduction of myself to you. But today I would like to go into them in a little bit more detail. Um, I want to start off with these areas by repeating one thing that I said in the previous episode, and that is you will always receive quantity from quality, but you will not always get quality from quantity. I want to explain that just a little bit. Quantity involves a number, that is, how much you have in your possession. Do I have two vehicles? Do I have three houses? That kind of thing. Quality, however, involves a standard of excellence within that which is in your possession and the standard of excellence in which you utilize or maintain that which you own. The standard of excellence is what I like to highlight here. You can have three houses, for example, but how well are you maintaining them? How well are you utilizing them? I ask ask myself that question when it comes to these people who have three and four houses. They have a vacation house. They have a summer home. They have a winter home, yada, yada, yada. And there's nothing wrong with owning them. I have nothing against that. The question I have is, Outside of spending a certain amount of time there, what other uses are there? What other uses uh, do you have for having multiple things that you're not in at the same time? It's just a question of mine. But in the end, the the goal for having uh, multiple things, it's, it's, it's not healthy if there isn't any quality. How are you using them is the question. How are you using those things? And again, these harken back to your relationships. These harken back to your health. These harken back to your finances. If those three areas right there are not boding well in what you own or how much you own, then you may want to scale back on how much you own. Okay. The quality that is already in you must increase before true growth can occur. This is how quantity is kept. Again, the quality in you must increase before quantity can grow. Truly grow properly. This is how quantity is kept. I will go back to the, let's say the three cars. Okay. From a quality standpoint, there are several things that you must do in order to maintain three cars. You must be able to have the money to keep them especially if you're making payments on them. You must have the money to be able to keep uh, maintenance on them. You must have the money to be able to keep insurances on them. Okay. And then in the process, you must be able to know how to drive correctly. Um, You must be able to know when to utilize one vehicle or the other, how to utilize it. Uh, There are a number of different things that you must do in order to maintain three vehicles. And the more vehicles you have, the more you must understand how, when, and where to utilize these things. Uh, It's the quality that's within them. The upkeep, for example, in a vehicle. How do these vehicles um, 
going back to the three aspects, if you will, how do these vehicles affect your relationships? How do they affect your finances? How do they affect your health? Okay, I already mentioned a little bit about finances, but there are people out there who are having trouble with their relationships, who are having trouble with their health off of something as simple as the example that I use, owning multiple vehicles, for example. So if your quality, which is in your finances, which is in your relationships, which is within your health, if those are not being well taken care of, you're not going to be able to keep or keep it well anyways. You're not going to be able to keep what you already have uh, or do a good job of keeping them. And you will often lose more than you will gain. So we want to go into these three main areas of quality living to I want to, I don't want to get into them too deep because I want to have an episode for each one and of themselves, but I want to go in a little deeper, big, uh, a little bit deeper to kind of give you an idea of what it means to maintain these so that you recognize that no matter what comes in or what comes out, as far as your quantity goes, if your relationships, your health and your finances are kept, then you will never lose what you gain unless you choose to get rid of it. And there is a difference between having to let go of something and choosing to let go of something. So with that being said, let's get into it. We do, again, three main areas of quality living, uh, relationships, health, and finances. We're going to start with relationships. The primary goal of your relationships is to be able to trust those who should be trusted with your very being. Again, to be able to trust those who should be trusted with your very being, okay? Who should be trusted. If there's anybody out there who has done what they are supposed to do and has been continually doing what they're supposed to do to gain your trust, you're supposed to give it to them and you're supposed to help them maintain your trust, We are built to be social and emotional, and that's where your trust comes from. Social, or trust, excuse me, is somewhat of an emotional thing, okay? Now, there are a lot of emotional uh, aspects behind trust, but ultimately, trust in and of itself is an emotional thing. Um, There's a lot to explain behind it and kind of deserves an episode in and of itself, and I may give, put one out there, but in the end, when you trust somebody, you're going to open up to them more. You're going to share with them more. You're going to give them a lot more. And when there is mutual trust amongst each other, then you're able to go further because that person that's watching your back is literally watching your back. We can't see or view 360. Okay. When I'm walking forward, I'm always viewing forward. And even if I'm walking backwards, I can't view backwards. Somebody has to tell me where to go so I don't hurt myself. Okay, that is exactly uh, how trust works. Somebody has to be able to watch your blind spots and be trusting enough to tell you when you're about to be into something, getting to something that's dangerous for you or even get into something that is good for you. All right. And so we are from that trust. That's when we begin to develop that that social interaction that is needed in order to develop relationships in order to increase the relationships that we already have, increase the quality of the relationships that we already have, rather, and actually build more, gain and build more relationships. 
Because trust is more than just trusting somebody else. It's trusting yourself in order that, well, you're trusting yourself enough to say, I will pick the right people who will support me and help me no matter what uh, life brings. So because of the fact that we are social and emotional people, everyone needs someone to support and be supported by. So what you want to do is consistently uh, find yourself in a place where you are multi- you are being supported from an emotional standpoint, being supported from a physical standpoint, being supported from a uh, uh, even a mental and even spiritual standpoint for those of you who are spiritual. But everybody has to be supported emotionally and support emotionally, be supported physically and support physically. Okay. The level of emotional, mental, and physical support depends on the type of relationship. Okay. I mean, this is somewhat obvious. There are people, there are, there's a different way of supporting if you're in a marriage versus being in a best friendship. Okay. Yeah, there are people out there who say that, you know, your best friend should be your wife or your husband. Uh, and that's true. But you can separate the idea of marriage from the idea of best friendship because there are people out there who are friends and not married. And obviously there are people out there who are married and not friends. So um, I separate two because of that. Okay. Um, you can, you must receive that mental and emotional and, and, and uh, physical support, if you will, um, even from a coworker standpoint, uh, a boss to uh, an employee. Um, business partner to business partner. Okay. There are various levels of support, but everyone must be supported some way and somehow, and they must give support some way and somehow. Okay. Now that intimate support is that type of support that's needed the most. Okay. It undergirds you as you work to maintain private and public support. If you haven't noticed there, there are those three levels of support are, um, I guess depth levels, if you will. What at the root is the intimate support. And there's generally only one or two people at that level that truly know everything about you and still support you the best way they know how. Then there's that private support. These are people who don't know as much about you, but they're relatively close friends or relatively close family members and whatnot. Um, and then there is that public support that you get from places like coworkers, business partners, uh, uh, even as public as being out at a grocery store and you accidentally drop something and someone picks it up for you, that kind of support. But as you're working to get that private and public support, there's always supposed to be one or two people who will know everything there is about you and still undergird you as you live. That is the way you really get through. Because in the end, because in the end, somebody somewhere is supposed to be able to help you deal with those times that it's almost like when you're by yourself and you start seeing some things that scare you, about seeing some things about you that scare you and you don't know how you're going to handle it. Those are the kind of people that are there when you need that conversation or you need that just undenying support to help get you through those things. Or when you have certain ambitions, dreams, goals that you want to share with someone, uh, but you're kind of afraid to do so for fear that they might ridicule you or for fear that they might, you know, steal your idea. 
Um, there are those who are supposed to be there to help you get through uh, or begin, if you will, um, the understanding of how to fulfill those dreams, visions, or goals. Okay, so as you work to build your relationships, begin looking for those people, if you don't already have them, that can support you intimately, support you privately, and support you publicly. Now, let's get into the health, the health aspect of quality living. The obvious end goal for health is to reach and maintain an optimal level of physical health. I focus more on physical health because with relationships, your mental and psychological health um, kind of began, kind of are intertwined with that. Uh, yes, you are responsible ultimately for your own physical, or excuse me, psychological, your own mental and emotional health. But um, there's a big part of that that involves relationships. So I kind of set that off to the side, if you will, because it's somewhat of an obvious thing uh, that your mental and psychological health should be maintained. So I deal with um, physical health because we tend to forget that, especially here in the United States. I remember reading somewhere that says that the majority of Americans, 70 plus percent, are overweight or obese by the current BMI standards. Okay, and that's 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 unfortunately a very sad thing. Okay, because being overweight or not having that that optimal health that you're supposed to have reduces your level of energy, strength, and stamina. Okay. And just about everything you do requires that level of energy, strength, and stamina, whether it's physical or whether it's psychological. And what you notice with your physical strength or lack thereof is that the less that you have, the less desire you have to get things done. Your psychology starts to reduce itself. Your psychology starts to, um, you start to give up. You start to just quit. Because you're just simply tired. So everything that you do in life requires an optimal level of energy, strength, and stamina. And therefore, it is good for you to be as physically fit as you possibly can. If your body is not physically taken care of, you will lose that energy and strength and stamina, okay? On both levels, psychologically and physically. Of course, the more you lose the harder it is to get anything done, okay? Now, while the various ways and means of getting healthy and staying healthy vary from person to person, what has been proven to increase your health or the quality of your health is obviously one, plenty of water, okay? We are 85% water. We should be drinking at least, at least 32 ounces of that each day, okay? Plenty of rest. Uh, Now, that varies uh, the average is eight hours, but some people can go as little as seven. Some people have to go have to go as as, as much as ten. Uh, but plenty of rest is required. The right level of vitamins and minerals. I know nowadays it is very difficult to get um, the right vitamins and minerals in your system by just what you eat. So I always recommend a good vitamin, uh, uh, multivitamin. Excuse me. Uh, I like I have one that I really enjoy, and it helps me maintain. Uh, a pretty good level of energy and and uh, stamina, stamina, excuse me, and strength that I've always been looking for. 
Um, and of course, regular exercise. And I think that's the big one for most of us. Uh, we can eat right. We can drink plenty of water. We can take all the vitamins and minerals that we need. But if we don't drop the weight, which is a big part of exercise, uh, which exercise is a big part of, excuse me, it's not going to do us any good. Okay. So the weight is required. Get to your BMI level. I know it looks <laughs> like it's really thin, like you're going to be really rail thin because of the BMI standard is generally, um, it, it feels that way. But trust me when I tell you, uh, I, I'm on my way there. I'm not but 10 pounds from it. And I've felt a thousand times better at this current weight that I'm at, that I am now, than the 200 plus that I had on me not three months ago. So regular exercise is necessary. Drinking the water, getting plenty of rest, the right level of vitamins and minerals, basic stuff. Get into the routine of or habits, you know, of uh, doing these things. And I promise you, your life will get better. And finally, your finances. Your main goal for your finances is to maintain the right amount of funds needed to take care of your bills, uh, save for tomorrow, and enjoy life where possible. And finally, and this is the big one for just not only for your finances, but for everything else, to be able to help others when needed. Just about every person of influence or a person who has a uh, person of wealth has said this in one form or fashion. All their money meant nothing. and All their influence meant nothing until they were able to use it to help somebody. In the end, that's where the true quality of living is. Okay, but from a financial standpoint, you notice that when you're, the more you're able to save, put back, do what you're supposed to do, the more you have to be able to help other people. It doesn't necessarily mean you're using your money, you're giving your money away, it just means that you're putting it in the right place. So there are some basic things that you can do to finally get to that point. Two levels of help, helping yourself then helping other people. That's the way it is with your money. You got to help yourself first before you help other people. The first rule of thumb, never live above your means. Never, ever live above your means. Why would you want to do that? But we do. Debt is built on people living above their means. The old phrase, a $30,000 income, or excuse me, a $30,000, a million dollar lifestyle on a $30,000 income is the reason why so many of us are in debt today. Okay? So if you make $30,000 a year, try to live on $29,000 or $28,000. Put that up to $2,000 away, somehow, some way. Okay? Number two, pay yourself first. I don't care how much you make, pay yourself first. Pay yourself first in the way of savings. If it's just $10 for that day, at least you paid yourself $10 for the future. Put something away for the future, however much you can. And don't touch it unless you absolutely have to. And I mean, you're down to the very last wire. You cannot. This is the way I look at it. You cannot make any more money and you therefore have no choice but to dip into what you saved. Okay. The next thing. Pay bills in the order of survival importance. Okay? Not just pay your bills, but pay the ones that are necessary for survival. The first one in my mind, food and water. It's a bill. It's either an everyday bill or an every month bill, every week bill, but it's a bill. 
So make sure you have your food and your water. The next thing, the roof over your head. Pay your rent. Pay your rent. It's as simple as that. Just pay your rent. If it's a, if it's a mortgage, pay your mortgage. But make sure you have a roof over your head. Then pay your vehicle note rent, or excuse me, note, or pay your, uh, for put gas in the vehicle. Take care of your vehicle. Your vehicle is part of your moneymaker. Okay. It's what get you back. That It's what gets you back and forth. Be sure that you're able to take care of it. We do more traveling now than we ever have been. Most of us traveling at driving at least 20 minutes to get to work. Make sure your vehicle is taken care of. One rule of thumb that I, I, I've heard before is at with every paycheck, always fill up your car. And I believe in it. I do it on a regular basis. And I, I, I say that's important because you just never can tell when things get to a point to where you need to drive a little bit uh, or an emergency happens or uh, you may have to go a little longer on the next paycheck than normal for some reason or another before you can fill up again. So, it's good to have a full tank of gas in case something goes down. Okay. Utilities are next. Uh, your basic uti- utilities like water, gas, electricity, then your communication utilities, uh, your phone, your cell phone, things like that. Um, make sure those are taken care of. Make sure those are taken care of. And then whatever debt needs to be taken care of. But debt is at the very bottom for two reasons. Number one, you're not going to die if you don't pay it. That's the first thing. Then number two, most of your debt is unsecured. And yes, it's going to strike your credit hard. And it's going to make you harder to get certain things that require it. But it is not going to kill you. Okay. So put that at the bottom of the list. Each and every last check should be dealt with just like this. My food, water, and even hygiene. I put hygiene up there on that same level. Uh, my rent my vehicle, my utilities, then my debt. All those should be taken care of, but in that order. Okay. The next thing, pay yourself in the form of having a little fun. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't mind spending the money for experiences. I love to travel somewhat, but I like going to places uh, that allow me to have a little fun, allow me to smile, allow me to to uh, be with friends. So I tend to spend more on play things like events and parties and trips and stuff like that. But whatever it is that allows you to have fun in the safest legal way possible, then do so. Absolutely no, nothing wrong with it. Okay. And the fifth one, and probably even in the most important one, and it goes back to debt. Unless you need to take out a loan, just don't. <laughs> just simply don't. Okay. And then, and, and on the same level, and on the same aspect of that, make sure you have a solid payback plan before you take out a loan. I mean, you know at least how it's going to be paid back and the way it's going to be paid back for the entire duration of the loan before you take one out. Most of us take out loans because we need it or we think we need it without having any idea how we're going to pay it back. Okay. We assume that our job is going to be able to pay it back. But you never, most of us never get loans that are small enough in terms of monthly, bi-monthly, uh, bi-weekly or weekly payback is concerned, um, is enough or uh, our check just doesn't cover it. If we, especially if you get a loan on basis of need, especially if you get a loan on basis of need, it rarely, 
rarely, your check rarely covers a monthly, bi-monthly, weekly, bi-weekly payment. Okay. The point that I'm trying to make is make absolute sure that you have a a solid payback plan before you get a loan. I'm not, I'm an advocate of not getting one unless you absolutely have to anyways. And the only two times I can even think of uh, loans are worth getting is, you know, if you're getting a vehicle at a good price or you're trying to start a business. Okay. Other than that, or excuse me, if you're trying to buy a house, other than those three, I don't see a purpose of getting a loan. Okay. Those three things, it's as simple as that. Those three things start off, start your life well. Managing those three things well (laughs) creates that quality of living that you're looking for. And these are basic. A lot of what I told you is stuff most people already know. The question is how? Well, the bigger question is when. When are you going to start trying to develop that quality of life in your relationships? When are you going to start trying to develop that quality of life for your health? When are you going to start trying to develop that quality of life for your finances? If you're like me and you're continually waiting until tomorrow, you're going to find yourself wishing a lot and regretting a lot in your golden years. I've put back a lot. Uh, Being a man in my 40s, I've, I've procrastinated a lot. And now here I am, some, in some places, wondering what could have been. So don't you, you don't want to find yourself doing that. You don't want to find yourself in that place where you're wondering what could have been and you're struggling to get on top of things. Uh, uh, instead, start now. It's never too late. As long as your eyes are open and you're still able to see and do, it's never too late to develop that quality of life in these three areas. Never. It is never, ever, ever too late. Okay, you know you can do it as long as you can do. It is as simple as that. Now, okay, again, I didn't go into full details with these because I wanted to make separate episodes for each one in and of themselves. Um, But this is where it starts. This is how it begins. And I just want you all to take the time out to ask yourself this one question. Well, these two questions, actually. Which one needs the most work? of the three and which one is the strongest of the three okay all of them need some form of work but I want you to assess yourself properly I want you to see all the negative and the ones that need the most work but I also want you to uh, uh, balance it out with all the positives in the one that is the strongest too and the third thing as a uh, as an exercise if you will take each one and Look at both the positives and the negatives and see how they balance out with each other. And from there, begin to make a plan of how the quality of in each one can increase for the better. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for taking the time out to listen to me. I am Sean the Merriman. You are on the porch. Again, I really appreciate it. And I look forward to seeing you guys in the future.